All right, take three. You ready? <laughs> Let's go. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy D Stark. Stark's artist. You are now tuned in to the Just a Friend podcast where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. We are here. We're, here. We're back for another week, yes, another sir. episode coming off our, you know, about seven day break, celebrating 100, 100 EPs. Episodes, now we're here man. at 101. It's a special episode, somewhat. Something like that. Yeah. Un- under the circumstances, like I said. Yeah. yeah. yeah so right, yeah, we're yeah. here right now in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're huddle leaders for an FCA camp this week. Um, and yeah, we're actually live from the dorm room that we're staying at in the lobby with it. Live from Jordan's the lobby. got the bonnet on going I'm crazy. Telling, I'm telling y'all, after this, I'm going straight to sleep. Bro. But no, I was saying, you cannot tell me the grind's not real. We love y'all. We love this. And that's why we here up. It's about 1.15 a.m. Yeah, so we, we, going, we going for the late night. But yeah. yeah, and actually, we this is interesting because we have no camera here with us. So this is just gonna be like an audio Straight only. Straight audio. Yeah, I like it like this. I'm not gonna lie. I know this is this, <laughs> this is low key smooth. PSA, no more YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I feel like a real Potter right now. I feel like we're yeah, really podcasting. It just feels different. I don't know what it is. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, it, it is. But I'm actually super excited. One for this episode, and two because we've been in a lot of meetings the past really like two weeks. Honestly, we have a lot of announcements and things that we're about to roll out that we're in the works with, uh, with different people, companies, and just all these collaborations. And I said it at the beginning of the year that this was going to be the year of collaboration for us. And it's definitely all falling in line and coming together the way it needs to. And so you'll be hearing a lot more about these things we got coming up, like the end of the summer going into August, which I'm super excited about. But One big thing that we have been thinking about for a while, honestly, going into this year that we're really excited to really get going. And I wanted all of y'all's input, the people obviously that support us, listen and tune in. But Patreon is on the way. It's on the way, man. It's been it's been in the talks. Yeah, it's been under construction for 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 a little while, but we finally getting you know that one building up the street that they've been building for like ten years. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this this that Patreon, but hey, man, the the construction's almost done, man. Yeah, so we get into it, but I definitely wanted to hear what you all wanted to be included um, in terms of different benefits that we had. So yeah, for those who don't know, Patreon is essentially a platform that allows creators whether that be podcasters, influencers, artists, to put their content behind a paywall. And, you know, the people that support them, that listen, that are fans of what they do are allowed to essentially support them financially, but more importantly, just get more access to that particular individual or creator, right? So you've probably seen it before. Different podcasters may have available different exclusive podcasts additional episodes behind the scenes content and things like that and so i'm actually going to have a google form in the description below that i would love for you all to fill out for those who would be interested and just want to help us get feedback on what you would want added we're thinking of course when it comes to more access to us like a discord yeah. would definitely be in the works that's for something sure. we want to do and then also i was actually talking to karen shout out karen she just got engaged shout out karen yeah shout out karen congrats karen. but i was talking with her and she mentioned something about doing zoom calls like zoom calls with all the people who yeah, are like, yeah, our, like our, our patrons like right. you know 
whether that be like once a month or twice a month where yeah. whether that be we could like get together definitely do a bible study yeah one of those times or you know just have something where we're just like chopping it up and talking live yeah. um, and definitely like live streams mm. all those vlogs that you know we've been promising and like <laughs> that's been in the works <laughs> That oh, I've been saying man. I'm gonna get together, yeah. just more access to us behind the scenes things, yeah. um, and then of course like you know just additional like different podcasts exclusively have our parents on a lot more that be behind that. Y'all seem to really eat that up. Yeah, that was facts. honestly one of my favorite episodes. I agree. I'm yeah, just, I, I agree. think we really went crazy on yeah. that. It's one of the Mount Rushmores, but yeah, definitely just we'll love you all's feedback on what you like to be added, what you all like, what you all would like to see, um, what would be f- beneficial for y'all because y'all are our people. So. Facts. Tap into that. But with that being said, let's go ahead and tap in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So with all these conversations that we have been having, honestly, uh, with ourselves in terms of the future of how we want to run just different and talking with different companies and people and just asking, who are we? What is our mission? What are our values? What is ultimately our purpose, right? And so I really have been having to revisit those concepts of this show and our platform. Ultimately, just like realigning myself and getting back to the core and the main reason that we started this in the first place. Because I think that when you're walking out the journey of purpose, a lot of other things can sometimes just catch your attention, Right. Um, And that may take your focus away from what God actually wants you to keep your eyes on. So, you know, as I've really been going through this process and sitting with God, thinking more intentionally about it um, and just giving him space to speak. um, A lot of things that I've been reminded of is, of course, the, the baseline and foundation of like what we do here is ultimately giving people those practical steps that insight and wisdom on how to walk out your relationship with God in your everyday life, right? How to live out a Christian lifestyle in the modern world. That's the biggest question that we get a lot of times. And that's one of like the struggles that we have, especially with our generation of with all the distractions, things trying to take your attention and the temptations that are trying to pull you away from God. It's like, all right, how do I stay true to what I believe, right? Right. When I'm dealing with these situations of anxiety, anger, stress, relationships, social media, whatever it may be, what does God have to say about this as a Christian who wants to uphold those standards of being Christ-like? What does that really mean? And sometimes that's a big part of what's missing when you get saved, Right is what is the what are those next steps in terms of me actually getting closer with God right. and making my life look more like Him? It's like okay, I come to the altar, I give my life to Him, and I confess that He's my Lord and my Savior. But what now? Right, right. I leave that moment, that encounter, and that experience. But what is my life supposed to look like? How do I mm-hmm. incorporate this and not make this a moment, but obviously a lifestyle that I live out day to day? Yeah. And even whether that be you walking out rela- your relationship with God and whatever happens and life gets in the way and separates you from that closeness yeah. or that relationship with him in terms of, you know, being on fire is what we call it. It's also understanding the steps on how do you get back to that intimacy, yeah. right? Because that's also like a part of this pro- mm-hmm. process too. Yeah. 
And so when I've just been thinking about all that and reminded of it, just going through, okay, who is just different? What what do we do here? That's just been like a big part of it. And so my first thought was, yo, like the question that we answer with everything that we do is, you know, I'm saved. Now what? In my everyday life. How do I incorporate and make God the center of all that I do, mm-hmm. right? Not just um, the accessory of these things. Mm. And so that's one of the biggest things I just want to talk about and get into today is how do you get closer to God, yeah. right? Which is something that sounds very simple, but obviously in practice in terms of maintaining that in our everyday. And one thing I did want to start with was actually a verse in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, And it says, then you will call on me. And come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And so when it comes to getting closer to God, allowing him to reveal himself to you, it all begins with a pursuit. Yeah. It always does. Mm. And it's the fact that, like, he's chasing after you, but will you take his hand? Yeah. Like, he's always at the door, but you ultimately have to be the one to open it. Mm-hmm. And that genuine pursuit um, what it talks about in this verse is that principle and promise of God, right? That if you are doing it with all of your heart and everything that you have in you without pessimism uh, or any restriction, uh, he will always show up in whatever capacity that is. And so I definitely wanted to start with that because um, that that's just the foundation of it all is that genuine seek um, because he always has to answer to that. Yeah, it's that simple. And I think with the pursuit, I think a big thing to take into account is the fact that God cannot, God and sin cannot mix, right? So that's a big reason why we have to consecrate ourselves in such a way is because we, that that is what the pursuit is. It's kind of like putting away your sin, putting away your idols, to 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 a point where God can genuinely like dwell with you and sit with you, right? Getting getting rid of you know, all the things that are separating you from him. And I was thinking about this verse that I saw in James two, that's just pointing to this idea of separating yourself from that sin in this pursuit. And it says, James two 17, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works is dead. And essentially breaking down what this verse actually means, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions and people think it's, it's about, you know, salvation. But what this verse is saying is, not that works are the cause of salvation, but works are the evidence of your salvation, right? So your acts and what you produce are the manifestation of your faith or a testament of where your faith is. And it kind of goes hand in hand with the verse in Matthew seven sixteen that talks about by their fruit, you will recognize them, right? So that's really why this, this conversation is so important because true faith, like these verses are saying, will cause a man to want to change his ways, right? And if you're listening to this conversation and you've been led to this episode, you've probably experienced or experiencing this feeling right now, like that, that want, that desire in your heart to want to change and to want to be better. Right. And that's why things like this conversation, discipleship and guidance are real important because there's a lot of people who have this, this desire and it kind of just dies out because it's like, okay, you have the desire, but where do you place it? Right. What, what, what exactly do I, do I do with this, you know, this feeling to be better because sometimes you can kind of just fall back into old habits when you don't have people who are showing you, okay, no, this is what you do. This is the next step. This is where you go from here, right? So that's honestly why I'm really excited for this conversation because I do see that as a common theme in a lot of 
new believers lives is them kind of like falling off by the wayside because there was no guidance that, that there was no directions no next steps for them um so the next question really becomes when you're talking about this verse and works and and fruit and producing things like what exactly does that look like practically because i think that's that's even like you know christian language that we use that some people might not necessarily understand and practically the two really big ones in terms of next steps in pursuit are prayer and reading i call it like or the way i want to explain it they're, they're kind of like gateway works you know like when in school when they used to talk about gateway drugs mm-hmm. it's like when you see when you see a crackhead strung out on the street, <laughs> no, 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 no hate to the crackheads, no, all love, all love. <laughs> but when you <laughs> crazy. when you see a crackhead strung out strung out on the street, you understand they didn't just get there one day. It started with something, right? So some smaller drug, something that seemed more insignificant, and it like built up to where they were on the side of that street. And that's that, and it's the same way spiritually. When you see someone who's walking firm in their faith, their foundation is the rock. Right. When you see that they didn't just end up there one day. Right. You have to understand that in that same way, they were doing things that might have seemed insignificant that led to where they where they are now. Right. And these things are reading and praying. There's a verse in Psalm 119, 105 that says your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Like it's literally saying that the word of God is light. So when you're pursuing him and you're walking on this path, if there's no light, you're going to stumble, you're going to trip, you're going to lose your direction, your sense of where you're at. So that's literally the importance of the word. It's the light. It's showing you what what to do. And that's really honestly the baseline because we're saying next next steps with pursuit and what to do now. Honestly, it's, it's all in the word, right? It gives you direction, essentially. So that's why I think it is one of the biggest things that you need to be focusing on and also prayer. Um, and... How I, how I look at prayer, and this is something I noticed too with a lot of people who get saved and they have this desire and they have, they're full with like this bliss. And I've been here before too. You just want to immediately go share it with everybody, right? Which I'm not saying is a bad thing. You should share your faith. But the thing is when you're constantly pouring out, but you're not filling yourself up, you're just going to die out, right? So that's the importance of really prayer and reading that. These are the things that are filling your cup up. Right. Because I, I see that as well. People, they get on fire. They tell everyone about their faith, but they not in their word. They not praying to God. They're pouring, they're pouring, they're pouring, but they're not filling themselves up. Right. So I think those are two main, not two main reasons, but those are two of the main things that, that lead uh, with this question of like, what's next? I think those are two of the biggest things. And I think those are the reasons why, because it's a, it's a lamp for your feet and it fills you up. Right. And I think one of the big things that you mentioned, <laughs> one of the big things that one of the biggest things that you mentioned in that that I had even like for the first point is really the aspect of like discipleship. Yeah. Right. And so that's something that definitely was the biggest tool that really allowed me to continue like in my walk with Christ from the point in which I was saved and I made that commitment is because like I was so tapped into community. I had individuals around me that were doing life with me and teaching me Mm -hmm. the principles in which I needed to actually live by. Right. And so even after those moments when, okay, like, yo, I'm saved, I'm giving my life to God or yo, I've taken steps back and I'm trying to work my way to that intimacy that I once had it's always about finding someone who is going to help you walk your way through that. Mm-hmm. And and also a big part of that is someone who is wiser, that's been in the faith, that 
understands the foundational principles as well, which I think people overlook a lot is is the fact that, and we've mentioned this before, but it's like, all right, you have had an encounter, but do you know who or what you just had an encounter with? Right. And it's the fact that you have to understand those foundational principles of your faith and what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like, what is the gospel? What is the process of being saved? Yeah. What is the Bible? Mm-hmm. Why can we trust the Bible? Like, all of these different things that are going to be, like, the the core of what your life is going to stand on. Understanding those basic things is what's going to build that firm foundation that's not going to be uh, swayed by some doubt or criticism right. or uncertainty of somebody else that may be coming to you with the questions. And so that first part of finding someone that you can walk with that's mm-hmm. going to help you walk this out um, and then getting that information about, okay, what do I believe? Mm-hmm. What is my faith? Yeah. What is Christianity? Did Jesus really die on the cross? Right. What is the evidence? What is the proof here? Mm-hmm. Right. So you're not swayed by the wind and blown in any direction. And so, you know, that that's the big part of it because like as it is in the natural, it is in the spiritual. Yeah. Right. So when you give birth to a baby, you just don't like just send it out into the world with no guidance, right. direction <laughs> or information. What it needs to be nurtured, it needs to be yeah. taught, it needs to be provided, like understanding in the way in which like it should go. So in the same way in that sense, it's the same way in which like when you're born again you're a spiritual infant right Mm -hmm. you need someone to help you learn how to walk again yeah that's hard real tough (laughs) (laughs) you need to have someone who can teach you how to learn how to walk again right and again like even in the moment uh in the situation of like maybe you have had a season where you have put god on the back burner right and Mm -hmm. you're and you're trying to just get back aligned it's in the same sense it's like once you ride a bicycle once like you always know how to ride it right but sometimes you need someone to like remind you facts you need somebody to help you get back on it right yeah, 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 and yeah. get your endurance up and like just to feel it again and yeah. so i think that discipleship piece is um definitely one of the biggest parts that's going to allow you to like you know just keep that keep that emotion yeah most definitely i think as you've been talking and i'm kind of just reflecting back on my walk and my testimony and how i came to christ i'm thinking about how i've had several encounters with god right like before so i got saved when i was 15 but before i was 15 i've had several encounters with god's presence like like seriously like serious encounters with him and i think what the, what what the difference was when I was 15 was the fact that I mean you and I both had that discipleship like we had like interaction with one-on-one people who were kind of guiding us and explaining to us like what this was and the ins and outs of it that was the difference right and I think a lot of people can attest to that like you can go to a youth youth conference feel God's presence and then leave feeling great and then a week later it's kind of like oh like what happened right and that that's what we're saying that the biggest piece or one of the biggest pieces to that is that discipleship and i want to say like it wasn't like i wasn't in a body of believers but there's a difference between that and having like the one like discipleship and being a part of a body don't always go hand in hand if that makes sense like being a member of church and being discipled don't always go hand in hand which is unfortunate but i think discipleship 
and, and what makes it so important is the fact that it is kind of like one on one because someone can like more cater to the season that you're in, right? Specifically, when you're in a body, like they can't necessarily do that. They're speaking to a whole congregation of people. So I did want to add that too, because a lot of people look at discipleship and they think, oh, well, I'm in a church. I'm being discipled. Well, it's like, mm, not necessarily, right? There's, there's different levels of depth with discipleship. And it's something you have to be intentional about seeking out, right? Which is why we're pointing this out in this episode. And I believe that one more thing that I have written down with the next step, and this is something I was reading in, man, I'm going to bring up this book, man, uh, The Awe of God by John Bevere. That, book bag. <laughs> that, that I thought, book bag that is I here. I had, to, I had to mention this one. I thought, it was, chat. I thought it was really good. So you have to understand the importance of making Jesus Lord over your life. Because I think we've gotten to a point with our generation and the body now where Lord has become more of a title and less of a position. Lord is a position, right? So, for example, when I look at the president, the president isn't just a title, it's a position. If a homeless man, I don't know why I'm hating on random people on the street, but like, that is not I don't bad. know why. Am you I gotta, tripping? You got to chill. I'm out tripping. On that, bro. I need to think yeah. of another example. <laughs> <laughs> From the crack so, keg to the. So let's say, <laughs> that's nuts. Let's say your English teacher, Mr. White, uh, comes up to you. He's like, yo, I'm the president. Like, that's not going to hold any weight because you understand he is not sitting in the position. He's not sitting in the room. He's not sitting in the chairs that would qualify him to be the president. Anyone can say that the president, but you know, oh, they're not the president. They're not sitting in the room. They don't have the, you know what I mean? The, pro- the proper, uh, I guess not qualifications, but you, you get what I mean. They're not, they're not sitting in the rooms. And I think it's the same way. No, I think I know it's the same way with God. Right. It is a position. Anyone can say, oh, you can you can say God is Lord, but is he sitting on a throne? Right. Is he, is he calling the shots? I looked up the definition of what Lord was and it says someone or something. Happy. What? Mike. Oh, my fault. I looked up the definition of the word Lord and it reads someone or something having power, authority or influence, a master or ruler. So that's what Jesus holding the position of Lord means in your life. It means, does he have influence? Does he have final say? Does he have authority over you in the decision that you're making? That's what it means for him to sit on the throne and for him to truly be Lord. And it literally talks about this. And this is one that many of you probably heard before, Matthew seven twenty one. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. So let me, let me break this down. Like I was just saying. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, it is not a title. A lot of us are saying, Lord, 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 as it's just, like, it's just a title. But it no, doesn't hold a position. It doesn't hold a position. It's literally saying it in this verse. And then it goes on to say, only the one who does the will of my father, which would be the person who's made him Lord. Lord. The position, the position, because like I just said, in the definition is someone who has authority. If he's truly Lord and has authority, you're going to listen to his will. Right. So it's breaking it down literally in this verse. And that is such an important thing that I've had to learn in my walk. And I think a lot of people are kind of losing. It, it's, it's kind of been watered down and we're saying, Lord, Lord. But it's like, is he actually where where's he sitting at? You're saying it, but where's he sitting? Right. So I think that's a that's a big thing. Making him Lord. Right. And I remember this now because we just posted a clip of it. And this is something we said 
a long time ago, but mm-hmm. it's the concept or idea that you can't ask God to change a life that you haven't given him authority over. Right. And so, again, that comes from the misconception of understanding him as Lord from a title, but not the position he actually holds in your life. Yeah. And that goes into one of the things I did want to mention that I felt, you know, I've, I'm even learning now in a lot of different ways, but it's the fact that you shouldn't leave God or rather don't leave God mm. out of the details. Yeah. Um, and it's the sense that he wants to be a very integral part going back to even the concept or idea of him holding the position of Lord over right. life. He wants to be a very focal part of every decision you make mm. and everything that you do, you know, and that's something that I'm even now like mm. really having to learn and understand yeah. and walk out for myself and understanding what it means to actually like sit with him, yeah. make him my friend. Mm right and giving him that quality time and this is something that i heard once that i mentioned before but it's the fact that we we love god enough for heaven just not enough to give him our life here on earth Mm. and one of the biggest parts of this entire process of just walking out your faith is being god conscious right understanding that he is omnipresent and not underestimating the person of jesus Mm. and really acknowledging him in every way in every move at every moment Mm. like it's gonna sound weird but you know since i've really been understanding that idea like that it's changed my whole perspective right like you know what i mean like sometimes we'll sit down and like we'll um sometimes we'll sit down and record a podcast and i'm like yo like He's in the room. Mm. And, you know, sometimes I would make fun of, like, the old folks or people I'd hear say that, you know, they're probably, like, over-spiritualizing or being OD. But, like, no, like, right now, like, he's really with me. And, like, even, like, in some ways, like, not necessarily visualizing him as, like, a being or whatnot, but, like, just know that he's sitting there with me. Yeah. That he's looking not just down on me. Mm. He's looking at me. He's looking eye to eye. Right? Um. But just because God is always present, the question becomes, am I allowing him to actually be there for me? Yeah. Right? Like, because someone can only be there at at the capacity in which you allow them to. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about keeping God in all of the details, um, it really goes to this verse. And this verse has changed my life because at first, I, I really, I didn't really take it literally um, but now I'm really seeing how it applies in every way. But it's in First Corinthians ten thirty one, and it says, "So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God." So whether you eat or drink, the most basic, mundane, middle school, elementary things that you could think of in your everyday life—just eating food. Mm. That which is edible, drinking, whatever that may be, do it all yeah, for his glory. Mm. And so I remember like seeing that and that's something that I really just skipped over and skimmed a bit. And was like, oh, that sounds good. Right. Yeah. And not in that sense, but like, oh, wow, that's a very admirable thing to do. Right. That's a very honorable principle that in all that you do, that you really 
ordaining unto God, but I wasn't again, like actually living my life to mm-hmm. that capacity. Yeah. And so to that verse that goes to what I mentioned about the detail that he's in it all, mm-hmm. you know, um, and inviting him into that, into your prayer life and your request and your anxieties about, you know what, like I'm worried about what I have going on in mm-hmm. my classes this semester with this professor, with this friend group, or yeah. in this position at my job with these coworkers at this company. You know what, God, I really need X yeah. this month. I'm in need of this. I'm worried that this provision won't be here in this particular moment. And allow him into like all of those um, mm-hmm. and glorify him in like every step. Yeah. And that's going to like change like everything. Mm-hmm. Like when he is everything. Yeah. I was, or in everything. That reminds me of, which is something I was actually thinking on earlier today on the drive up here in Romans 8.28. The verse that's talking about all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. And to your point, I think to an extent, that is contingent upon if you allow it to happen. A lot of us aren't allowing God to work all things together for the good of us because we're not conscious of the fact that he wants to, if that makes sense. Or we're not we're not living like we understand that he wants to, like we're like we understand that he's right next to us, that he wants to be a part of every decision. Once you really get a full scope and true understanding of that, this verse comes alive like, yo, like all things work together. Like he's right here. Let me let him just let me let me let him work it together. You know what I mean? But no, yeah, I think that's a very important aspect, even when it comes to Romans eight twenty eight, because even the idea that once you live your life like that, you realize that there really is no coincidence, right? Right, and you know sometimes you know at times mm-hmm. we do live in a fallen world, so things do happen and take place that may not be seem to be aligned with like where God's taking you or the plan that you have or like what even applies to like your life in the moment. Yeah. But for the most part, you begin to really see how God moves because sometimes we can think that, Oh, the success that I'm having or the doors that may be opening are just a product of, okay, um, hard work or by chance or luck out of all the people that could have maybe been in this position, but being God conscious at all times, you realize, oh, wait, he was actually the one always working out. Thanks. And that goes back to the idea at the end of the verse of, like, doing it all for the glory of God yeah. and giving him the glory in it all because you mm-hmm. realize, recognize, and acknowledge his hand was in it all. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if that may not be your mindset on it, then you're going to maybe attribute these things to Thanks. all these other um contributors mm-hmm. or circumstance or causes that may have led to it um, and not realize, realizing that it was God the whole time. And so mm-hmm. sometimes you can miss, you can miss God, yeah, which we've talked about before mm-hmm. and what he's doing or what he's done in your life because you may not believe he's in the detail or you've just left him out of it. Yeah. And so the next thing that I was actually, I was just with, I was in New York. I was in Brooklyn. I was meeting with one of the directors of TBN X and TBN X is essentially TBNs, which is the Trinity broadcast network, which is essentially like a Christian network, which is like one of the largest, if not the largest in the world. 
their platform that they are just launching for uh, Gen Z and Gen X for our generation. We've been going back and forth with them, doing a few collaborations and work. They've been amazing. You've probably seen some of our like collab posts that we've done with them on Instagram. But I was meeting with uh, one of the directors that are running it. His name is Raphael, and one of the like this hum like I'm gonna say humblest, the most <laughs> <laughs> um, the most humble, um, down to earth, genuine guy I've ever met. Um, I was able to sit down and meet him. And we just sat and talked for, you know, about an hour or so. And one thing that he was explaining to me in his time in ministry and doing work for God um, with different churches is one of the biggest lessons that he's had to learn is always keeping his life in order. Hmm. And he was talking about the idea of balance he no longer necessarily believes in or subscribes to. Because for something to be balanced out, it always has to come at the cost of something else. Right. In the sense of like he doesn't want to just be a good father one year and the next he's a good husband Mm. and the next he's a good no son or whatever. Like to like balance his life out. You know what I mean? Like he has to give like he only has like oh a certain amount of energy to give to these particular things. So like. He has to be, like, out of balance to make sure things are, like, together, yeah. if that makes sense, yeah, it right? Does. And so he was, like, he actually now lives his life in order in a sense of it's God, himself, family, friends, and purpose, yeah. or, whether his, or whatever his assignment is. Mm. And essentially what he said is, yo— my Monday, week to week, may never look the same. My life will always be in order. Mm. Every day, yeah. the priority, the focus, what I'm giving my time to is going to be God, yep. myself, mm-hmm. family, and friends in the assignment. Yeah. And as long as my life is in order, I'm always going to be building his church, mm-hmm. and I'm always going to be aligned with him. So anytime that my peace is not there or I'm feeling anxious or stressed, I know, wait, something's out of order, Mm -hmm. right? And I mentioned that because it goes into, like, my second point about the biggest part of this is, like, intentionality being in order. No, intentionality, living your life in order and understanding priorities. Yeah. And the biggest idea is the fact that God is not – is God is the necessity of your life, not an accessory. Mm. That we shouldn't be trying to fit him in to what we have going on. We right. should be having him at the center and plugging everything in mm-hmm. as a result of that. Yeah. And not the opposite way around, right? And so understanding priorities. And so that comes to every day I'm reading, I'm praying. I'm worshiping because I'm definitely going to be on TikTok every day. Right. Probably going to be scrolling on the ground. Facts. Definitely going to check out one of Mr. Beast's videos. You know what I'm saying? Definitely hitting Netflix. Maybe. What? Nah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) But it comes down to priority. All the things that we will set time aside for, but... We have to make sure that we are having that same reverence for God 
And that mm. comes down to making a decision that, yo, I want to live my life in order. Yeah. I want it to be aligned and I never want to be out of balance yeah. of anything. And so hmm. I thought that when I heard that and I was having that conversation with him, it was something that has honestly like stuck with me ever since. And is the biggest part of this. Um, when we talk about, okay, yo, how am I getting closer to God and maintaining my, and this is big into just maintaining that intimacy and relationship with him is day in and day out. My life is in order yeah. and he is the priority. Hmm. Nothing less, nothing more, no debate, no excuses, no explanations. This is how it's going to be. Yeah. And making that, you know, the integral part of like all of your days. Cause sometimes, you know, ironically, and, I, and yo, I get into most of this, we can go days maybe weeks and not even acknowledge God. Yeah. And that just doesn't sit right with me anymore. It's, it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. And it just makes me look at myself, man, like, yo, where's the order? Mm -hmm. Where's your heart at? Where's the desire? Yeah. What's taking place in me that can go days and it not be even a small portion of what my day consists of or what I'm giving my time to. It just it doesn't make sense. I think, yeah, no, now that you're saying that, because it's to the point where now that I understand what this order is, which that was such a fire, hold on, that was a, that was a fire no, point for I Rafael, wish bro. I wish, I'm going to have to have him on the podcast yeah, just to explain. That was crazy. He, he'll do it a lot more justice, but right, right, right. it's not about, it yeah. is not about balance. Bro said order. It's about Cause yo, my your day to day may look different, right? Every single day, but your life is always going to be in order, and that and that's all that matters. Like we get so caught up on balance, but something is always going to be out of balance. Yeah. And in this pursuit, you know how it goes. Like facts, in this pursuit facts, of facts, trying facts. to like balance everything, yeah, it's it's never leveled. Mm. <laughs> something is not getting enough of your time because you're so stressed about. Oh, I gotta balance and keep mm -hmm. it 110 percent 30 percent no mm -hmm. order 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 which i think makes it more practical mm -hmm. once i started once i realized what this order was and the importance of it subsequently anytime i was out of order i, I couldn't stay there right i think that's where the where it gets tricky when people don't understand that fact about order and that that's really the importance because like you're saying Sometimes you can go a couple of days, a couple of weeks without acknowledging God, but it's gotten to the point with me where it's like after my second, third day, bro, I just get like, like, I can't like, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I understand, no, this is out of order. Right. You know what I mean? Because I've understood what the order is. Anytime I'm out of it, I'm like, okay, no, that's, we got to get back. I can't even enjoy my Netflix, bro. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> enjoy my Netflix right. for more than a day, bro. After that, I'm like, nah, bro, we got to. Nah, bro, we got to get back. That, that's a fire point. I like that. Yeah. And so that's a big part. And then also, this goes into something I did want to mention. This could be one of the last things. But when we talk about or when people mention or you may hear faith over feelings. Right. Which is a huge part of this process because when we talk about loving God, following him, making him Lord that being his position in our life, 
that comes down to an intentional daily and conscious decision to do so irrespective of when I don't want to. Mm -hmm. That's where love is. It's not when you have the encounter, the moment, the desires there. Mm -hmm. True obedience is tested when you don't want to actually obey. When it's a lot easier, more comfortable for you to do it your way, go on your own path, or just leave God on the back burner of all these things you're trying to balance in your life. And so that's um, a lot of, you know, something I'm, you know, continuously challenging myself in, mm-hmm. right? Because there will be moments where I may not feel like getting into my word, praying, fasting, getting into the house, staying plugged into community. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I know I don't have a choice because <laughs> it goes back to order and understanding priority yeah. and realizing, yo, yo, this is a necessity. Mm-hmm. This is my lifeline. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go without water. I can't go without food. And more importantly, what else would I turn to to actually sustain me yeah. and allow me to continue to live? Mm-hmm. And so, that's also a big part. Is all right. You may have those moments where. Man, that that feeling that you you know feel like you may you may have lost like isn't there. But one, that doesn't mean that you don't have faith, or you've lost your connection with God. Because sometimes I used to get into that <laughs> mode, especially like growing in my faith. It was like, a crazy season, bro. No, and it was after you know you have that you because you do have that season at some point where yeah. it's like oh that um honeymoon phase mm-hmm. or that that aspect of things like you know may leave or Mm -hmm. may not be as like prevalent you're like yo like what happened what did i do wrong yeah what's going on (laughs) it's like no there's nothing that's happening this is called maturity right and evolving and Mm -hmm. being challenged in what you've always known um god to be and what that feeling has been Mm -hmm. you know um and just trusting him through it obeying him through it understanding that it's not about a feeling and some that we've heard before of course probably a million times and it mentions this in second corinthians 5 7 but before we walk by faith and not by sight right and so um you don't really know you need faith until you need it yeah <laughs> we don't <laughs> you don't really need faith when things are well when life is good yeah it's when you are tested this mm-hmm. talks about this in james one that's why it says counter all joe when you go through trials of many kinds yeah understanding that this will be uh perseve- bring you to perse- perseverance or rather produce that within your faith because that's when you will need it the most and so seeing those as opportunities to actually bring you closer to him um, and at his feet and understanding the larger picture of he, this is the position that he holds and that's not going to change, right? Because of a particular season, a moment, circumstance, or how I may be feeling because of what may be happening around me. And I think that's a huge part of this conversation too, because when you're like getting closer to God, you may have that moment or season experience and 
you know, understanding how to navigate through that is huge. So, no, yeah. Do you have any any last remarks, anything to leave off for the people? Yeah, I guess the last thing I wanted to add on to this, which is I think a current and reoccurring lesson that I'm having to remind myself of. And I, the reason I think it's so important, because you can hear all of this and, you know, obviously it's really practical and we've tried to make it practical. But sometimes looking at all of this, it seems kind of daunting, like, you know, I got to. I got to learn how to put things in order and I got to learn how to make them Lord. I got to read. I got to, you know, when you think too deep about it and start to overthink it, you can start to overwhelm yourself sometimes. But something that I've had to learn and have been learning is the fact that, which is, is evident in literally throughout the Bible and what Jesus has done for us. But the fact that it's okay to not get it perfect, you know, I've, it's okay to not get it perfect 100 percent of the time that's literally why jesus came to die because he understood that we wouldn't and that we couldn't that was the history of us and our nature so with this and with my walk that's something that i've had to kind of break out of is this mindset that i don't want god to have to work it all together i want to get it right every time like i don't want to mess up you know what i mean because i understand and work it together but it's like dang i don't I want to get it right though like I, I want to get it right and when i mess up i'll beat myself up like dang man like well who work it all together so don't necessarily i wanted that was kind of my last point to bring it all together in my mind after talking about all of this is realizing okay it's it's so it's okay not to get all of this right 100 percent of the time but always coming back to it and realizing that this is the truth right and adhering to it but you don't you don't have to get it you know, you don't have to one shot it first try and just get everything it's right. Not a, like, it's it's not about perfection. It's not about getting every move right. Yeah. It's about ultimately always putting it in his hands. That's it. That is the perfection and the righteousness that we have is the fact that we put our trust in him. And to your point is the fact that God sending his son, Jesus, down across has literally taken all the pressure off of us yeah. in terms of following him. Obviously, the Gospels talk about this being a narrow path. So everything that we're mentioning, you know, at times, like like we mentioned, like just mentioned about even maybe not feeling it's going to be difficult, but it should never be a burden. Yeah. And it reminded me of this verse, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so, to Jordan's point, none of this is, you know, should be overwhelming um, or cause you any anxiety. There should be no place for that in your walk with God, and especially when you're walking or pursuing after him, right? Um, because he's He's taking all of it out of it because you can't get to him without him, <laughs> It's literally all through him um, and the power of his son. And so always keeping that in mind as well and never getting like your heads in the clouds too much. It's like, oh, my goodness, well, I got to make sure like this is happening or like this is taking place. And like it always has to look like this every single day. Ultimately, all this can be summed out, summed down to is be in relationship with him. Yeah. In genuine relationship with him. And for those who have context of what that looks like, you know what that means in terms of that's daily communication, inviting, inviting him in. You're going to hang out mm-hmm. with your friends. Yeah. Right. 
you're planning dinners, you're planning trips, mm-hmm. vacations, you're inviting them to your home to yeah. meet your parents and your other friends, you're confiding in them late at night, right? When something's going wrong or you're struggling, what are you going to? Like your friends, you're calling them up, right? Be in relationship. Mm-hmm. At that point to what we all mentioned, he's Lord. I'm reading, I'm praying, worshiping, fasting, staying in community. He's a part of every detail. And my life is in order Hmm. because he's a priority. Be in relationship. I'm still stuck on that point about order, man. I'm getting (laughs) some like aftermath revelations. That's all I've been thinking about since you said it. Spaz on that. It's good. Spaz on that. It's good. So, yeah. No, that's pretty much it. You didn't. You, that, that was that was the last remarks. Yes, yes. All right, yes, say yes, that. Yes. But no, man, y'all know what it is. I'm actually really, really like I mentioned at the beginning of this. I'm really excited for what's coming, what's next. I feel like yeah. we're evolving. We're stepping into like an entirely like just like new season, new focus, discipline of everything in our lives, especially when it comes to the podcast. Like I said, we here. It's yeah. two a.m. Man, because we love y'all. We love God. We love and God. We love what we do, and this is a, this is a part of like how we're advancing the kingdom. Facts, what we know we're made for. So, yeah. I'm hyped. Definitely tap in to the Google form that's in the description. Um, give us some input so we'd be able to just like you know incorporate y'all in this and give y'all yeah. everything that you all want. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, what's next? So yeah, I'm excited for that. There's no putting you on this week because we are sitting here with this portable. Well, actually, no. Well, we didn't pick a song. Do you have a song? That's what I want to do now. I want me to pick a song, and I want you to pick a song every okay. week. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be our like our 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 picks. So you can find one, but I know I do have one. I'll just insert. I'll just insert it here. Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have one, I actually listened to it on the way down here. Yeah. And it was John who played it and put me on. But it's called "Heavenly Fashion" by Cadrian and was it Main Two Wavy who was on that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was unreleased though. Oh really? He said it was. Oh. Rose, I put an unreleased song for that. That's <laughs> sick. Well, look, y'all. We'll have we'll have it right next week. We're gonna get back to the putting you on. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, and all all, all the playlists and stuff. I mean, I got a new soon. release radar. If they want that, I guess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Used by you, Hovey is a good song. Oh yeah, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I guess some. I guess because. I'm not even tapped in like that. I just feel like some people may be tapped in and already know. Know about. But sometimes sometimes they don't. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. So, I mean, if y'all don't know about Hovey, he just dropped a new song. And it, <laughs> I like it a lot. Yeah, I found you. this song on TikTok, and it was this dude who did a cover of Wait For You. Uh, okay, okay. Drake, Tim's, and Future oh, that's song. A good, that's a good beat. Yeah, Yo, yeah, that's a good beat, bro. Bath. I don't know if it's released or anything like that, but that's what I'm coming with next week. I might have two for y'all. But okay, okay. Anyways, y'all know what it is. Stay you, stay real, and stay humble. We'll catch y'all Friday. Much love. <laughs>